Praise the Lord. Well, uh, turn with me this morning to the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Hebrews chapter 11. Again, we're very pleased that you're here. And uh, like we said, we, we're just a couple of months here in operation. But the Lord sure is blessing us. Amen. We're happy about it. And I don't believe we're here by accident. Don't believe you're here by accident. But that the Lord is ordering our steps and directing our paths. And he's got good plans for us. Amen. In praying about this morning, uh, I felt the Lord dealt with me about the subject of faith. And faith is a, is a subject very near and dear to my heart. Never get tired of it. I've seen such wonderful results in my own life. Amen. How many believe that faith is important to God? That God honors faith. Amen. And as we continue to talk about some things, I think you'll see even, even more so. So the thing about faith is you have to watch that you don't get to thinking you know a lot about it. Because uh, it's such a huge thing. And yet it's so simple that people need help to get confused about it. But, but the devil and mixed up preachers are, are plenty to help. And I, I hope not to be one of those this morning. But how many understand there is a lot of confusion about faith? And I've had people tell me numerous times, you know, well, uh, uh, so-and-so, you know, they got a lot of faith. And maybe wanting me to go visit them in the hospital or something. And I did. And when I got there and talked to them for five minutes, you can tell they have no faith to be healed. Amen. Yes. And yet, they, people are confused. They're saying, well, they have a lot of faith. And you even hear people say, well, you know, so-and-so, man, they were in faith real strong, but it didn't work. You ever heard things like that? Someone said, well, man, they were standing real strong. They were in faith, but it didn't happen. Let me say something very boldly. Uh, you don't know anybody like that. You've never met anybody like that. That really got in faith and stayed in faith and it didn't work. You've never met anybody like that. You never will. There are a lot of people that are confused about what faith is. So how many would like to refresh yourself on faith this morning? Would you, are you Endeavoring to stand and believe for anything. I hope that you are. Everybody needs to be believing for something. Amen. And uh, you need to, need to get stirred up if you hadn't been. Because I'm, I'm going to bring some vision to you. Amen. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. What the Lord's going to do in us and for us. Amen. And I, I expect you to jump up and say hallelujah. And grab it with both hands. And let's run with it. Amen. Life is short. It ain't just about making money and, and going through your, your routine. It's about getting something done down here. Amen? Because it'll be over with before you know it. So uh, we're, we're about the kingdom business. We're serious about it. Are you? Amen. I'm talking to the right people then. Yes. Hebrews 11 and the first verse. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Let me pray for you again real quickly. Release your faith with me. Father, as we read your word and as we yield to your spirit, 
I, I thank you for hearing our prayers already, and we ask you together as touching this thing that you would speak to our hearts, quicken us inside and outside, give us answers to questions, solutions to problems, direction for life right now. Give everybody eyes that see and ears that hear and a heart that receives. Let there be a supply of the Spirit, divine grace deposits and truth impartations. Let it be, and we purpose to hear and to receive and to not be hearers only, but to be doers. And as we do, we know you're faithful and you watch over your word to perform it. And as we do, we shall be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. If you agree with that, say amen for me. Said out loud, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. You do understand now that you got a lot more talkers about than you do doers. You got a lot more meeting goers, uh, pew warmers, tape players, huh? Talkers and discussers than you do actual doers. How many doers do I have in here? Lift up your hand. Let me know. Say it again. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I am a doer of the Word of God. Good. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's often quoted, but what does it mean? He's telling us what faith is. Faith is... The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Uh, Substance and faith has the connotation of foundation. If you look up the words, it means that which is under, that which supports. And it is the support of what? Of things hoped for. Now this is such a vital word, uh, here and, and, and don't let your don't let your use of the word today cause you not to understand how it's used in the Bible. The word hope means a very different thing in the scriptures than it does the way most people use it today. The word hope, if you look it up in the dictionaries, I'm not talking about the English dictionary, I'm talking about the Greek dictionary and that kind of thing, it means basically to expect. Expect. Some bring it out like this, say it means confident expectation. Everybody say confident. confident. Expectation. expectation. Now I have been a student of faith for at least 25 years now. And I mean really studying it a large portion of that time. And I could sum up the, a lot of the things that have helped me and helped me every day walking by faith in that one word. It's one of the things that have helped me the most. It's just that one understanding the concept and that one word, expect. Everybody say expect. If you're in faith, you are expecting. If you're not expecting... I don't care how many confessions you made. I don't care how many scriptures you quoted. If you're not expecting, don't care how many prayers you prayed. If you're not expecting, you are not in faith. Are you with me now? 
It'll help you tremendously. Every time you see the word hope in the New Testament, think what? Expect. Expect or expectation or expecting. Now see, the way we use the word hope today in modern English, it doesn't mean that. When somebody says, you know, uh, well, you know, will the money come in? And they say, well, I sure hope so. Do they mean I'm confidently expecting it to come? No, they don't. What do they mean? Wish is a very good word. Wish or desire. When somebody says, I hope it will, the way we use the word today, they mean they believe it's a possibility that it could happen and they want it to happen. They wish it would happen. They desire it to happen. But none of that means what hope means in the Bible. Don't just take my word for it. Look it up sometime. See, again and again, it means expectation, confident expectation. Faith is the substance or the foundation of things what? Or things expected. Where you find faith, you will find hope, Bible hope. Or Bible expectation. It is also the evidence of things, what? Not seen. Now get this, this will help us to understand faith. If it is faith, it is not yet, and it is not seen. You can't be in faith about something unless it is not yet. Hasn't happened yet in this realm. And it's not seen. I mean, if you see it, if it's there, if it's happened, you can't be in faith about that. And yet you hear people all the time say, well, I'm not going to say I believe I've got something I can't see or feel. Well, when are you going to believe it? Well, when I see it, it'd be too late to believe it then. You see it. You're just operating by sight now. And, what, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if you wait till you see it to say you're going to accept it, then you've waited too late to please God in that thing. It pleases God when we believe, when we're persuaded, and when we expect when it has not happened yet and when we do not see it. You can put these words together. You could read it like this. You could say faith is the persuasion. Or, or, or excuse me, I shouldn't say it that way. The word faith literally means persuasion. That you're persuaded of it or that you're assured of it. And so you could say it like this, that persuasion is the foundation for things expected. And it is the proof of things not seen. I want to say that again slowly. I'm, I'm saying Hebrews 11.1 1 a different way. And all I'm doing is taking the definitions of the words and putting them in there. Persuasion is the foundation for things expected. Why would you expect something to happen? Because you're persuaded of something. Right? Persuasion is the foundation for things expected. It is the proof of things not Seen. Now keep that in mind. Let's keep reading. Go on down with me in the chapter. 
to verse 6. Now, if you would, let's use these two words. When we see the word faith, I want you to think persuasion. And when we see the word hope, I want you to think what? Expectation. Expectation. Let's go over it again real slow. When we see faith, what are we thinking? Persuasion. And when we see hope, what are we thinking? Expectation. Say it out loud. Persuaded and expecting. Persuaded and expecting. Persuaded and expecting. Now you might say, why do you have us say all these things? And why do you say it over and over again? I got it the first time. Maybe with your head. But I'm not just after getting something in your head. We want it in our heart. Real. You know how you can tell when something's real inside you and you get revelation of it? You get excited. Every time. When you read a scripture or you hear a truth and you go, Yeah, I'll hold on. I know that. I've been doing that a long time. You don't know it yet. You've logged it in your mental library. You don't believe God with your head. You don't believe God with your mind. Scripture says, for with the heart, man believes. Amen? And you can tell when it, when it gets real to you, you start getting excited. I said, when it gets real to you, you start getting excited. If I do my job right and you stay awake this morning, you should get excited before this is over. <laughs> Say it out loud again. Persuaded, Persuaded. And, expecting. and expecting. Now see, that's faith. Verse 6, it says, without faith, without being persuaded, it's impossible to please him, to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. Or another way of saying that is you must be persuaded that God is, and you might also say, and that God is God. You must be persuaded that God is, and you must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You believe, you're persuaded that God exists, you're persuaded that God is God and that He can do anything, and you also expect that when you reach out, He reaches back. You expect that when you pray, He will answer you. You expect that when you give, it'll come back to you. You expect when you obey, you'll be blessed. You expect That he will reward you. That when you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Now this is is where so much of the church is missing it. People go through a routine, but they're not expecting. Let me give you a perfect example. How many pray before you eat? Hmm? Why do you do that? See what I'm talking about? Go to 1 Timothy. (laughs) 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. Are you expecting anything when you pray before you eat? What are you expecting? Some folk know, most, most folk don't. 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. Why should we pray before we eat? Should we? 
Hmm? And if you were here with us a few weeks ago, we said we don't want to do anything just because it's a tradition. We want to know where's the scripture. Right? In 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, here's a scripture. Verse 3. He said, some people would teach doctrines of demons. Among them are those teachings forbidding to marry. Do you know that people telling other folk that they can't marry is a doctrine of devils? And commanding to abstain from certain foods. You know, we're not supposed to preach diet. I said, did you know we're not supposed to preach diet? I'm, I'm reading scripture, right? which God has created to be received. He's talking about foods now. To be received how? So that's one thing. That's one reason why we should pray before we eat to give thanks. Right? Thank God because he's feeding us. Amen? If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have anything to eat or have any money to buy anything to eat. Right? We're acknowledging that. We're giving him thanks. With thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth, for every creature, every creation of God is good, and nothing to be refused if it be received with what? Thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Two, two things you're doing when you pray before you eat, you're giving thanks, and you're sanctifying it. Amen. Didn't the scripture also say if you eat any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. That's one reason you pray. Let me just share with you something the Lord dealt with, dealt with us about several years ago. We were in a meeting, and uh, after the meeting went out with some minister friends and to a restaurant, and we had just ordered something, and, and the waiter was, was going away. And like we usually did, we'd start talking again. And, you know, usually we'd wait, and when the food came out, then we'd pray, and then we'd eat. And, and just as the waiter was walking away, the Lord dealt with my heart. I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but inside me very clearly. He said, now's the time to pray over your food. Right now. I thought, really? He said, yeah. The difference between a good cut of meat and a bad cut of meat is them reaching and getting this one or this one. Or something spoiled, right? Or something bad. And he said, uh, if you ask me to, it gives me a legal right to direct them. Now, if you wait till it's already done, then if it was bad, you can believe not to die from it. (laughs) But it'd be better. (laughs) Right? See, I'm talking about just getting in the habit of doing things and, and not even expecting anything. So the Lord led us to do this. He said, pray it this way. Ask me. To direct them in the selection and preparation of the food. And then call it blessed and sanctified. Give thanks for it. Amen. And let's see. And you know that's just, that's just one application of praying without ceasing. We've, we've learned to apply that in case after case. You go somewhere to buy something. They have to go back in the back and get one. While they're walking back there, ask the Lord to direct them in the selection to get you a good one so you don't have to get one you have to bring back three times. Right? And if you just ask him, it don't take five seconds, just ask him to direct them in the selection of it, then it gives him a legal right to do so. So when we pray, we should be expecting something. Amen? The scripture said, if you read 
uh, in the Old Testament as well, Exodus and different places, he talked about that he would bless our bread and water and take weakness out of the midst of us, take sickness out of our midst. Well, Ben, if you, if you do this right, you can be, be expecting healing in every meal. Amen? You can sit down and say, Lord, I thank you for bountiful provision. Uh, we ask you to direct them in the selection and preparation of this food. You said that if we would serve you, you'd bless our bread and water and take weakness out of the midst of us. We believe you to do that in Jesus' name. Thank you for it. Amen. And then expect. I said, everybody say expect. expect. See, friends, do you understand if you pray, but you don't expect, it did you no good to pray. If you give, but you don't expect, then it did you no, no good to give. If you come to church, but you don't expect anything, it did you little good to come. If you work and do different things, unless you do it in faith, it's not acceptable unless you do it expecting. Can you say amen? amen. Or owe me or something. How many believe that when you pray, you ought to expect an answer? If you can't expect an answer, you ought not ask for it. Wait till you get clear on whether you can or not. You ought not try to release faith and say something in confession unless you can fully expect it to come to pass. Some people have the idea that if I'll just throw enough prayers out there, maybe one of them will hit. If I just throw enough confessions out there, maybe a couple of them will stick. Uh -uh. Uh Uh-uh. If you pray and don't get results, it hurts your faith. If you make confessions and they don't come to pass, it hurts your faith. Now, God didn't fail you. God didn't miss it. Again and again, what happens is people were trying to pray or trying to say things that they didn't have faith for. They're saying it, but they're not expecting it. The Lord dealt with me some years ago with this phrase. He said, son, if you'll be more selective, you'll be more effective. What what does he mean by that? Be, Be selective in what you say. Be selective in what you pray. I don't just, you know, I don't just agree with everybody about everything. I've had numerous times people said, could you agree with me on this? And I had to tell them, well, no, I can't. I don't have that in my heart. See, people just going through the motions so many times, just doing things but not really expecting. And that hurts your faith. Oh, but when you release your faith and expect and it happens. And you pray and you expect and it happens. Well, you do that time after time, you get to where, man, you just expect it to happen. That means you're in faith. Everybody say expecting. Expecting. Keep reading, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Everybody say not seen. That's part of faith. What's the other part of faith? Not yet, not seen. Right? Persuaded and expected. He was moved with fear and he prepared. That's a good faith word. Prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and he became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Noah heard from God that there's going to be a flood. He became persuaded of that. Or he believed that. Right? And because he did, he expected it to come. Right? So because he did, he got ready for it. Didn't he? Let me give you four 
basics to faith. I'm going to give them to you at once, and then we're going to go over them uh, one at a time. And I'm not just telling you this is something I heard or something I thought. I've seen this work for years. This is solid. You can depend on this. Number one is hearing. That's how faith comes. Number two is becoming persuaded. That's what you do after you hear. Number three is expecting. Number four is acting. I'll go over them again slowly. Number one is what? Hearing. That's how faith starts. Number two is what? You get persuaded of a thing in your heart. Scripture said Abraham was fully persuaded. Three is what? Expecting. Expecting. Get in a state where you're expecting. And then fourthly? Acting. Acting. Friend, this gets results every time. Every time. Wouldn't take much to get me excited about it. I've... I've seen this work so many times. It's working right now for me in some areas. Amen. I've heard some things from him. I'm persuaded of them. I'm expecting. And we've been acting. Noah heard from God. Floods coming. He believed that. He became convinced of that and persuaded of that. So he expected that flood to come. So what did he do after that? He acted. He got to work on the ark. Is that right? He began to prepare to get ready. Faith gets ready. I said faith gets ready. Have I got any single people in here this morning? Lift up your hand. Single people. Got anybody believing for that spouse? Believing for that that perfect man or woman? Well, if you're in faith, you know what you'll be doing? And getting ready. I had a a lady come to me one time just crying, crying, crying. And she was so upset. And finally I got down to it. She she was been praying and believing for the right husband for some time, she thought. And didn't seem like it was working to her. She's all upset. And... uh, you know, let me just stop right here. Is she in faith? How you know? If she was in faith, would she be crying and carrying on like this and asking why it ain't working? No. Faith believes it is working. Right? So she's, she didn't see it. So she's, she's crying. She's upset. And I said, uh, I said, well, you know, faith prepares. I mentioned this to her. Faith gets ready. I said, uh, if Mr. Perfect walked in the, in the room today, are you ready? Are you ready spiritually? Are you ready emotionally? Are you ready financially? Have you got your stuff paid off or are you, are you bringing a bunch of debt into the relationship? Are you ready physically? She said, well, no, I need to lose a few pounds. And I need to pay some things up. I said, well, God is merciful then, isn't he? 
He's giving you more time. To, to get your act together. Because, I mean, if you, if you saw him today, he might just keep walking. Because you're not ready. I mean, you know, everybody, everybody you meet is believing from Mr. Wonderful. The, the ladies are believing from Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Perfect. He's smart. He's sharp. He's got good manners. He's a man of God. He's spiritual. He's wealthy. He's, he's a real looker. He's handsome. Every, every lady you see, she's, every, every man rather you see, he's believing from Miss Wonderful. You know, she's a woman of God, knows God, has faith, spiritual, has some money, is a clock stopper, real looker, gracious. But I mean, no, that it, it, it wouldn't be fair for, for Mr. Amazing to get Miss Sort of okay. <laughs> Somebody say, what do you mean by that? Get ready. Get ready. Everybody say, get ready. Get ready. Get re- faith gets ready. Faith prepares. Big faith prepares big. Little faith prepares little. No faith doesn't prepare at all. Says, well, let's just wait and see what happens. Let's just wait and see if we're going to need to do anything. I don't want to get into that yet because we just don't really know what's going to happen. Have you, have you heard people say, well, you just never know. Man, that's such a widespread thing. And that is so unfaith. You just never know. Well, there are some things we don't know, obviously. But can you tell what God will do? If he told you he'd do a thing, can you count on that? Can you expect that? Yes. Well, they, you know, people think they're being humble and they're actually being insulting. When they say, you just never know what God's going to do. Have you heard that? That's one of the worst insults you could say to him. I mean, it, would, it wouldn't bless me if you said, now, Keith, you know, I like him. He's okay, but you just never know. What he's going to do. Is, would that bless me? Would that mean, would, would I say, oh, uh, you're being humble? No, you're insulting me. What do you mean? You just never know. What if I said, you know, if, if I invited you, I said, you know, come up to Branson. I'll put you up and we'll feed you. And somebody asked you and they said, well, uh, are you going up to, to stay with Brother Keith? And, and they said, no. Why? I, th- I thought he said, come on up and he'd take care of it. Yeah, I know, but you just can't ever tell <laughs> about Brother Keith. He might do it and he might not. You just never know. Well, you just called me a liar. Yeah. Didn't you just call me a liar? You called me dishonest. You called me unfaithful. You called me dishonorable. I mean, you might as well spit in my face. If I told you I'd do something and my word is good and I have honor and integrity, then can you tell what I will do? Yes, you can. Well, who has more honor than God? Who's more faithful than God? He cannot lie. Impossible for him to lie. Cannot fail. Can you say amen? Amen. Turn with me to Romans 10, and let's talk about this first point here. How does faith start? 
by hearing. Can you have faith if you don't hear? No, you can't. Some people pray for faith. God, give me faith. God, give me faith. That's not the right thing to do. Some people beg for faith. Some people try to get other people that they feel like to have faith to lay hands on them and impart some faith to them. doesn't come like that. doesn't come by praying for it. It doesn't come by having people minister to you. Faith comes by hearing. Faith in God comes by hearing what He said. Faith in people can come from hearing what they said. Right? I can only have faith in you according to what you told me. And if I'm persuaded that you're a person of your word. Look in Romans the 10th chapter. And let's begin reading in verse 13. Romans 10, 13. Y'all want the short version this morning or you want the, the whole thing? Or? Okay, we'll see. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? What's the answer to that? If they haven't been persuaded, calling is an action, isn't it? This is the reverse of what I gave you, starting with the action. Will they call if they haven't believed or been persuaded? No. And how will they believe in him of whom they have not heard? What's the answer? Can't believe what you haven't heard. And how will they hear without a preacher? Somebody to proclaim it, somebody to say it. And how will they preach except they be, they be sent? You know, some are sent and some just went. <laughs> and that's another message. <laughs> just because you wake up one morning and decide you're a preacher don't mean you is one. <laughs> now, we can all tell the gospel. We can all be a witness. But that doesn't mean that you're supposed to try to preach or teach or these kind of things. He said, uh, how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel, the good news of peace, and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How do you get faith? By hearing. Is that, is that the way it comes all the time? Yeah, that's how you get faith. So, so quit praying for faith. Quit asking for faith. Quit trying to get somebody to lay hands on you and give you faith. How do you get faith? Hearing. Hearing. Now, it works specifically too. If you need faith for healing, then you need to hear what the Word says about healing. You know, studying water baptism won't necessarily give you faith to be healed. Right? Are studying about the Antichrist. It's amazing to me. Some people, you know, they, they, they come, they got a serious need in their life, and, and, and they should be trying to get faith to get healed and to live, and they come and want to know, where do you think Cain got his wife at? What do you think of the seal of the seven seals? And, and who do you think is the Antichrist? They don't need to be thinking about that. They need to be thinking about healing. They need to be healing in the morning, healing in the afternoon, healing when the sun goes down. They need to be hearing what the Lord said about it. 
That's how faith comes. If you're hurting in your finances, how are you going to get faith to come out? You need to hear it. You need to hear what the Word says about provision, about God being your source, about God being your supply. Now, let me, let me touch on something important here. Sometimes people say, well, the first step is for us to decide what we're going to believe. Just decide what we want, decide what we're going to believe. That is not the first step. The first step is for us to discover what we can believe. Faith has to have a foundation, something to rest on. You know, let me, let me use this example. I've used it before. It'll bear repetition. What if I came in here this morning? And I said, uh, you know, the Lord's blessed me. I got some extra money. I got a roll of $100 bills here in my pocket. Now, this is all suppositional because there's nothing in this pocket right here. <laughs> but uh, let's say I, if I said that, if I did, and I pulled it out and I said, I got a roll of $100 bills. I got at least, you know, 30 here. And, you know, the Lord's just dealt with me to give 30 people in this building a $100 bill each. Now, if I said that, could you have faith to receive one of those? If I said the Lord's given me this money and the Lord's dealt with me to give 30 people in this room a $100 bill each, could you have faith to receive one of those $100 bills? I usually get the same results. You know, some people will go, mm-hmm. Others will go, mm. Some will go, Okay, let's say you said yeah. Let's say you said yeah. And, and after the service, you came down and you said, thank you, Brother Keith. I'll take my 100 bill now. And if I looked at you and I said, who told you that I was going to give you a $100 bill? What would you say? No, I didn't. No. We're talking about faith in me. Faith in me is based on what I told you. Right? Nobody in the place could say, I told you I was going to give you a $100 bill because I didn't say who it was going to be. And there's more than 30 people in here. So based on that, nobody could have faith to receive one. Now, if you don't understand that, don't let that get away from you till you do. Because this is the source of untold problems and confusion about walking by faith. You've got all kind of people that are trying to believe for something and they've never heard from God about it. I'm just I'm going to claim when I'm going to believe for it. It'd be, like, it'd be like you saying this. It'd be like you telling your neighbor, you know, I'm believing that Brother Key's going to come babysit for me this evening. <laughs> are you listening now? Some folk are not. Some folk are still, you're trying to figure out what I just said. I'm trying to explain it to you, but you've got to pay attention. If, if you said, I, I'm believing for Brother Keith to babysit for me this evening. And they said, why? He tell you he's coming over? He said, no. No, I hadn't talked to him today, but I'm just believing that he will. Hmm? Can you have faith that I'll come do that? No. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Did you hear me tell you that I would do that? Then it's impossible for you to have faith that I would do it. Faith in God works exactly the same way. You cannot have faith that God will do something that you don't know he told you he would do. Let's say I came in here 
today. And I pulled out two big rolls of $100 bills. I said, man, God's blessed me. Oh, he's blessed me. And I tell you what, I'm just, I'm just going to give a $100 bill to whoever wants one in this room. Whosoever wants a $100 bill, I'm going to give them one today. If I said that, could you have faith to receive one of those? Could you? The answer is yes. I said, the answer is yes. Why? Well, I didn't call your name. Yeah, but I said, whosoever. And you're one of the ones that's in here. Is that right? And so if you came down and said, well, Brother Keith, I'll take my bill now. And I said, well, who told you I was going to give you one? You'd say, well, you said whosoever. And I'm one of the whosoever's that's in here. And so if my word is good, you get a bill. Right? That's why if, if people teach that it's God's will to heal some and some it's not, There's no way you can have faith to be healed from hearing that. Sometimes it's God's will to meet your needs and sometimes it's not. There's no way you can have faith. You got to believe it's his will. Amen. To heal all. Just like it's his will to save all. Not all are saved, but it's still his will. For all to be, not all are healed, but it's still his will. Not everybody, every, every Christian's needs are all met, but it's still his will. Everybody said out loud, it is His will to meet my needs. It is His will for me to be healed. It is His will for me to be free. Amen. You believe that? Praise God. Now there's a reason why I'm taking this methodically and slowly this morning because the Lord dealt with me in the wee hours of the morning that some folk have had what they would call faith failures. They've, they've tried to claim things. They've, they've prayed things. They've tried to say things. And it didn't happen. And they've been confused and upset about it. Tell me what the first step of faith is. Hear. You've got to hear from God. From through His Word and or by His Spirit for yourself. Amen. You've got to know beyond a shadow of a doubt He told you He would do this. Right? You don't just pull something out of the air and say, I'm going to believe for this. Hmm? Doesn't work that way. Faith, say it out loud. Faith comes by hearing. That's what the scripture says. When you've heard from him, then you can stand on that. That's why you need to take your time. I mean, you know, before we came up here and started this church, we didn't do this on a whim. Because I know I'm going to have to believe God when I get up here. There's going to be bills, big bills. Everybody's not going to always act right. Hmm? Some people might like you, some people might not. Some people might love you, some people might want to run you out of town. And nothing will, nothing will hold me steady except this, that I know I've heard from Him. That's the only thing that will hold me steady that I can stand on. And when I need money, I can stand on that. You told me to come, Lord. This is your deal. Amen. I'm persuaded of that because I heard from him in times of prayer. Amen. And because of that, I can expect. I can expect the money to come. I can expect people to come. I can expect the prayers to be answered. I can expect. Everybody say expect. I can expect, and because I was persuaded, I had heard, I was persuaded, I was expecting, because of that, I got to doing. 
Amen. Came up here and got to work. Got to prepare and prepared big. The people we were getting the building from, they said, how big is your congregation? We said, none right now. But we got your seats ready for you. Amen, because we were expecting you to come. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now this works in your life. I said this works in your life. When you hear from God about something, you become persuaded of it. And you get to expecting it. And you start making preparation for it. If you won't quit, but if you'll just stay after it, it will happen for you. It will come to pass. Phyllis will get on something sometimes. She starts confessing it and saying it. And I'll tell her, I said, if you don't quit saying that, it's going to come to pass. (laughs) And it does. Somebody say it does. does. Hallelujah. We're going to act on some of these things before we get through this morning. Turn with me to Romans 4. Just back up a couple of pages and I think I'm concluding. While you're turning there, say it out loud. Hearing, Hearing, persuaded, persuaded, expecting, expecting, acting. acting. These things do not fail. Romans, the fourth chapter. In verse 16, he said, Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, which is the father of us all. Do you know there's, there's almost a thousand references in the scripture to faith and believing and trusting and expecting? That's a lot. Is this a major deal? Is this a major emphasis? A thousand different times? This is important, isn't it? The just shall live by faith. We please God by faith. We receive by faith. Resist the enemy by faith. Faith, faith, faith. Keep reading. He said, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. When he told him that, he was older, but he became persuaded of that. He believed God, who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. Who against hope, what does that that word mean? Against expectation, believed in expectation. In other words, he had no reason to expect in the natural that he's going to be a father of many nations. He was in his 90s. Sarah was 90. She couldn't conceive when she was 20. They had no reason to believe. Do you think if they'd shown up at the clinic for a checkup? He's 98 or 9, she's 89 or 90. And they say, what are y'all in today for? Well, we're going to have a baby. (laughs) You know what some well-meaning person probably do? Try to sit them down and talk to them. Hmm? And say, now honey, you've gone through the change of life. Sir, you're 99. You know, now, how, now be reasonable. Yeah, that's how you stay out of faith and don't get things from God. Well, it's just logical. Well, it's just, it's just nature. Yeah, but God can intervene. 
God can supersede. Amen? I'm so glad they didn't listen to the naysayers. No reason to expect. Against reason for expecting. They what? Expected anyhow. They expected anyhow. Amen? The scripture went on to say that he was fully persuaded. That what God had promised, he was able to perform. Go with me to 1 Kings 18. This will be our closing, I think. I don't want to short you. 1 Kings 18. This will help you. Said out loud, persuaded and expecting. Persuaded and expecting. 1 Kings 18. If you know the story, the prophet Elijah had spoken. And said there was going to be drought and no rain. And there was no rain for years. But the word of the Lord came to him and he told the king again. He said you better get ready because the rain's coming. There was no reason in the natural to expect it to rain. It was so dry, not a cloud in the sky. But when God has spoken, what do you do? Makes no difference if there's never been a flood. If God says a flood's coming, what should you do? You better get ready. Right? God says it's going to rain. I don't care what the weatherman said. You better do what? Better find an umbrella. Right? God tells you something individually in your life. Believe it. Be persuaded of it. Expect it. Amen. Get excited. And get ready. The man of God said that. Verse 41. 1 Kings 18, 41. He said to Ahab, get up. Go eat and drink. Because there's a sound of abundance of rain. I'm sure they all thought, I don't hear anything. (laughs) Ain't a cloud in the sky. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now and look toward the sea. See, when you're expecting, you're looking for something. (laughs) Somebody help me out now. I'm I'm winding up. Help me out. I said, when you're expecting, you're looking for something. If you ask the Lord for the to come, then you're looking for it. Hmm? You're looking for it. If you ask the Lord about a healing in your body, then you're looking for that pain to leave. You're expecting your body to change. You're looking for it. If you're saying, well, we'll just have to wait and see, then there's not an ounce of faith about it. No faith involved. You prayed about your kids. You prayed about your grandkids. Well, you can't go off and talk and go, well, I just don't know what's going to become of them. Wish they'd straighten up and live right and act right. You might as well not even have prayed. Did you hear me? Because you're you're, you're talking faithless. No, I don't care if they came in drunk for the ninth time. If you prayed, if you believe God heard you, what do you say? I thank you, Lord, that you're dealing with them. They're seeing light. They're coming to you and they will serve you. All my children will serve you. All my grandchildren will serve you. You say it. I don't care how messed up they seem to be. They need somebody standing for them. And it's you. And you're expecting a change. Everybody say expecting. You're looking for it. I said you're looking for it. Keep reading. He said go look toward the sea. And he went and he looked and he came back and said what? There's nothing. So he said, well, I guess I didn't hear from God. Hmm? 
Well, you know, you just never know. God is mysterious. His ways are mysterious. His wonders to perform. Well, he is wondrous, and we don't know all about him. But if he said that it's going to rain, hmm? what did what did the man of God say? Go look again. So he went back and looked and came back and said, there's nothing. So what did he say? Go look again. He came back and said, I don't see a thing. So what did he say? Come on, help me out. What did he say? Fourth, Go look again. I've heard from God. I know. He came back and said, nothing. Nothing. He said, Go look again. He came back and said, nothing, nothing, and more nothing. What did he say? Go look again. Go look again. Came back and he said, nada. He said, go look again. Do you see why people don't receive from God? Not persistent, not persuaded. Don't stay after. I'm telling you, when you prayed and you've released your faith for your healing, look again. Amen. Every time, if you go into the doctor, every time you go, you're expecting. You better check that again. Something's going on in there. Look again. Well, the money's not there. You better look again. You better check again this afternoon. Why? I'm looking for it. It's on the way. It's coming in. Why? Because I prayed. God heard me. He granted my request. I'm persuaded of it. I'm expecting it. Amen? So I'm getting ready for it. He came back the seventh time. And he said, well, there's a little cloud. Just a little bitty thing. A little bitty puff out over the sea. See, a lot of times God's moving, but people make light of it. Well, here's some money, but it ain't but three dollars. You ought to be shouting. Your faith's working. You claim some money. Here it is. And the rest of it's right behind it. Amen. Shout over the two dollars. Shout over the three dollars. Somebody say, well, my, uh, my body, you know, it, it ain't totally healed. It don't, don't even say something like that. But, but I feel a little better. It's time to shout. There's a little cloud. There's a little cloud. There's an evidence that it's working in your life. And the man of God said, go up and tell Ahab, get that chariot ready, prepare, 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 and get down. You better hurry, because the rain going to be so hard, it's liable to stop you. All that over a little bitty cloud, little bitty cloud out over the sea. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stand up on your feet and say it out loud. I'm a person of faith. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I hear from Him. I'm persuaded. I expect what He said to come to pass. So I'm excited. 
so I get ready for it. I expect and I will not quit. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Just lift your hands and thank the Lord for some things that you've prayed about, some things that you've spoken about, you've agreed with somebody about. Are you expecting? You need to be stirred up this morning that you're expecting it more now than you ever have because you're closer to it now than you've ever been. Thank you, Lord. It is working. The devil's a liar. He said it ain't working. It is working. It is working. It is working. It's working really good. It's working. It's upon us. It's happening. Oh, thank you, Lord. Said out loud, I'm expecting answers to my prayers. I'm expecting money to come in. I'm expecting healing in my body. Peace in my home. Peace in my children. And all my house. I'm expecting the will of God to be done. I'm expecting the glory of God on me and all mine. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise 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 God, praise God. You can be seated.